Producer. Well, um, I don't really start this podcast in any specific way. I just kind of go into it. So I guess we can all just introduce ourselves. This is a first. We're doing three people. Woo woo. Uh, I'm your host, Jerry. Kale, what's up? Also, Palpa on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Camden. I go by Shh or Shush. Um, the no vowel thing bothers some people, so. Oh, so yeah. is it is it shh, like preferably? So like I don't I don't have a preference really. As long as you spell it with an S and three H's, that's where you can find me. And why? I gotta always ask this. Why did you choose that name? No, for sure. So first, it's simple, it's easy for people to remember. Um, people people can't always remember the number of H's. So that seems to be the hard part. <laughs> um, but when I I went by uh, a couple different names when I was first coming into my own in uh, high school and whatnot. But the main thing that I noticed about the online electronic music scene at the time was a lot of people, you know, like the meme, like the the meme of sleep paralysis, except it's your local DJ standing in the corner of your room saying, big things coming soon. I, I really, I like, yeah. I hate I hate that so much. So I just wanted to wanted to have a name that kept me grounded in a philosophy of very much like don't make any noise about anything if you don't have anything to show for it. So less talk, more music. I respect that. I mean, I'm sure and like I'm sure any producer understands that like you have to advertise. Otherwise no one's gonna find your music like you got to put it out there of course yeah um but they like everything in moderation i like to say the uh, proverbially everything in moderation there's there's uh there's an amount that you can that in in my shitty opinion that you should advertise your stuff and then there is there is such a thing as too much i think uh not too long ago there was someone who worked for um vice it was one of those like vice social experiment things like there was one that was like they made up a fake fancy restaurant and like fabricated oh. the Yelp reviews and stuff. Yeah. Someone did that, except um, I think she like made it out, to, made made it to seem that she was a famous DJ, like some hot shot DJ, but she wasn't. It was all a facade. But she had she had the photos, she had the PR reps. Um, she just like engineer she she got someone to like engineer her sets for her so that you know when it finally came time to play a show she just played a fake recorded set and she and it was all fake as fuck <laughs> she actually like started like headlining and stuff at festivals and stuff yeah. right and yeah it was all like ghost written dj sets and uh, that's the power of the internet dude like, you don't need any talent if you like know how to work the internet yeah yeah kind of sucks <laughs> Everyone's just like, we can't listen to R. Kelly anymore. And I'm like, I still like Ignition. I, I know. I, to yeah. Say. I know. I certainly cannot personally. But I, just feel, you, I just feel slimy now. What like, do you do as a DJ? Can you play? Just don't play Ignition. Just play. It's tricky though. It's Jerry, Jerry, there are dozens. <laughs> I know. Yeah. There's it's true. People still play closer by the chain smokers. There's no excuse. Ugh. Yeah, I don't really love the chain smokers, but you know. No, me neither. They are successful and that's cool. It's fine. They're fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. I kinda wanna like talking about the whole thing you were saying, the person that like literally was like ghost produced to the fullest. I noticed that there's a lot of girls that are on SoundCloud and I like think that they're going to be producers, but then it's only DJ sets. I don't know. What is the stigma about that? I don't. Uh, so that's a, that's a pretty deeply entrenched sociological thing. It's the environment kind of. Yeah. How people can actually like get into the scene and make connections. It's just limit. It's limited and it's weird, but it's just, I think it ha a lot of it has to do with like how marketing is and like how we're born into uh, what is marketed to us earlier like in the early 2000s and in the 90s 
like a lot of like digital platforms and a lot of ways to like work with software wasn't necessarily something that was like marketed and geared towards women at all. And like on TV and in the radio and everywhere you looked, it was always like guys like in the booth doing this stuff. Producers were all male. And um, it was kind of like, oh, like women are left like, you know, either playing instruments or like doing vocals. But I think I think that's also changing a lot um, because I think that um, like as music starts to get more interesting and as like female producers uh, like Huxley and like start coming out and actually like representing like honest music, I think like within the next like hopefully within the next 10 to 20 years, like things are going to change drastically and we're going to like kind of even out the field. For sure. I think it's, it is as simple as um, the the ingrainment of the... So people, so people like to say that production, especially, when it, especially production in the artistic sense, is equal parts creative and critical thinking, using both sides of your brains equally. The, the, the creative side of things, the musician part of things has been sort of broken down and um almost like almost neutralized in the gender sense in that it's not it's it's not considered outside of the norm for anyone to be a singer for instance or yeah uh, or any sort of musician at the producer end of things that uses creative thinking the actual musical thought and original um, original thought processes that go along with writing music mm-hmm. with the actual scientific part of it. You, Jerry, went to, uh, you, you, fin- you finished up at- Yeah, Columbia. I was an audio engineer, or I studied audio engineering. So it's it's in, the, in the title, engineering. Yeah. It's a, it's a science. So there's mm-hmm. a science behind production as well. EQing things, uh, you know, compression, stereo imaging, shit like that. Yeah. That is that's the stuff that is very much gendered as masculine. Yeah, true, dude. I mean, like my program, there were very few women. Right. I think it's as simple as you know, going back to the way we're raising our kids, mm. and you know, encouraging encouraging children who are not boys to pick up those Lincoln logs and Tinker toys and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a it's a bigger question than just like why are women producing music anyway there's like women that there's this niche market for them and if just like even a few came out like they would blow up way faster than any dudes like they have an advantage right now so like if you know i just feel like if anyone's listening like a smart business plan right now would be a producer and like you could make some money but i mean that's not what it's about like it's about making music shouts out women producers and women musicians who are making their own way yeah from a room of just three dudes like. yeah that's another, that's another thing to keep in mind is like we're three dudes yeah we're three dudes <laughs> talking about this producer well okay before we play some music i just want to ask another kind of like beginner question which is sure when did you start getting into music course so uh i was one of those kids who was raised on uh on piano lessons from a very young age classically trained on piano i took lessons from like kindergarten till i was 16 or so no shit so that's my uh that's my primary instrument um i was raised in a pretty not not like a professionally musical family like lord's family was i don't know if you know about lord but she's had a deal with she's had a development deal with universal records for like since she was like 12 years old or something like she that. She was like raised to like yeah. be a performer. She, she, she's, she's a literal musical Spartan. Anyway, shouts out Lord. Um, answer my texts. Uh, <laughs> Have no. you actually? No, 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 no. Uh, that was a like, <laughs> Is there some weird no, knowing? No, no, no. no, no. So um, I was raised on piano lessons. My mother and uh, my sister are both um, incredible singers. My uh, my mom's side of the family is especially musical. Um, my one of my uncles on my mom's side went to Interlochen. He went there for trumpet, and then he ended up first chair in uh, first chair trumpet in the U.S. Army band. Whoa! Wow. Um, so I've just been surrounded by music. Um, do you have like the the up. ear? Like, can you like? Do you have an ear for like when something is like yeah. out of like tune and stuff? So I've um I've near perfect pitch. Where? Um, I can't pull pitches out of the air. Uh. I, I've lots of there are lots of my friends on SoundCloud and people I've met through um, other stuff who have perfect pitch. Uh, shouts out Kendall 
uh chuck sutton and underscores nice y'all got y'all are people i know who have perfect pitch um but i have near perfect pitch so i can pull some pitches out from memory um mm. but then i'm really good relatively from there so to answer your question kale how most about you of the time. <laughs> um i think i just have like really good relative pitch yeah, like yeah, i'll yeah. know like i can like make up chord progressions and i'll never know like what they are and i'll like show my friend like a song and they'll be like oh you went from like this to this that's cool yeah, yeah. Like, i don't know it just sounded right <laughs> see i'm uh, i'm i'm one of those people who would have told you that for sure <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, interesting so when did you start like what was your first doll like when did you start producing um ableton through and through i know uh, a lot of people bebop around and, and eventually end up on something but i've as far as as far as DAWs, I've only ever used Ableton. Um, got my uh, got my first uh, very not legal version of Ableton when I was like seventeen, something like that. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, and then I didn't really fully take seriously what I was doing until like nineteen. I started DJing first. I was DJing my high school dances out of like kind of necessity. Um, so then I was like. You know, this is this is something you know i really i i understand music theory i have a good ear for this so i think i'll think i might try making my own stuff would you go to college for uh business and information systems so not the, music the at practical all. approach <laughs> yeah 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 um nice. and uh yeah and then i graduated and i have the degree and um i might use it one day we'll see but um uh, my my main musical endeavor in school, besides like besides the DJing DJing thing, um, I played a lot of parties and stuff like that um, through a couple of my own events. Um, but I was also the director of my acapella group. Um, oh, cool! In in uh, at university, so did you guys do like doo wop? <laughs> Not so much doo wop. Um, okay. A lot more like contemporary stuff um, and a lot more like powerful ballad. So do you sing much now, like over tracks? Yeah. So there's, I only have one song out right now that I released is I, I actually just revisited it to see where it was at. It's my most popular track. It's called shoegaze. That's the only song actually out in the open of mine that I've sung on. Okay. Um, but really looking to sing on more stuff in the future. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you have the talent for it. So there are often times. Like I can For kinda sure. <laughs> sing, but not. Yeah, I got the bass frequency range, whatever they call it. Is okay, it yeah, bar- baritone. Baritone. Yeah, be lower. Than there, there is such. There's such thing as a bass bass voice. Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> e, like way down here. I can I can kind of get there. I kind of burp out, <laughs> like a little higher than an actual bass should. The colloquial is burping out. Your burp out point is like the bottom of your range. Oh, uh, what would be the top? Um, that's just that's just the top of your range. I don't <laughs> think, I don't think there's a name for it. Doesn't sound good anymore. Yeah. <laughs> when you get to, to like the Mariah Carey whistle tones. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, that is that is nuts. But yeah, you could be a bass. I I hope to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always every yes, I sent you. single time I open up a browser, I'm just like, what if? I sent, <laughs> I sent you five steamy Pornhub links. I mean, let's be real. Like, I don't know. I feel like I would be, I mean, like most people watch porn. Like I have a girlfriend and I watch porn, but I'm keeping this in the podcast, by the way. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but like that feeling when you're in a professional setting and you potentially didn't close didn't, whatever yeah, you were watching. Windows, scary. I worry. <laughs> All right. Um, I had a situation like that like a couple weeks ago. Oh I was like, uh, we were um, at my at my work. We were testing um, the little QR codes on posters. Yeah. Uh, so we're like, oh yeah, let's see if it works. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll try it. So I like use my camera, I, like pull it up. I'm like, huh, it's not working. They're like, oh, open your browser and see. I'm like, oh okay. I'm like, 
oh my, my my phone's not really working right now like <laughs> i don't know weird. i don't know why someone else do it it's <laughs> like so you're just weird. not sure like <laughs> it's totally possible like what if you just have something like weird up oh, like gosh. i'm also a hypochondriac like i don't know what i could have been like googling like yeah something, something obscure and then someone sees him like must be uh <laughs> fucked up actually i didn't think he was Dog, I accidentally just turned my phone completely off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, weird. It must be cold outside. My phone just died. It's like, we're, we're inside. That's weird. I don't know. You want to listen to a track? Yeah. This is fucking sick. Thanks, man. Damn, dude, that was fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. and it's just yeah. like a slow. the The rest of that I kind of pulled from. Uh, I pulled from the original, and um, it's just like a sad fade out. Former nice. heroes, dope. Shout out former hero of the UK. Uh, really fucking awesome. Very prolific artist. He's just putting out something like every week. It's crazy. Oh, really, yeah. that's insane. I don't think I've heard of this guy. He's uh yeah, he's awesome. Shout out. Don't know you, but I like your yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a couple questions. Do you have any? Um, first of all, is there actually any clipping involved in that? Because uh, it like sounds dr- like the, the drums a little teeny tiny bit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Okay. Um, yeah. First of all, I want to. I don't know what the original sounds like, mm-hmm. so like I'm curious what your take on it was. Like, is it? Did you do like different chords? Because like sometimes people do remixes and they like change the chords and kind of sounds different. But yeah, so uh, the original uh, former hero wrote in F sharp. I dropped it to E flat because I have a really weird lesbian crush on E flat. I just love E flat. <laughs> e flat is so cool. Um, so I I dropped it three semitones to E flat, and then the the original is this really like hyper half time. I think it sits like around 160, 170 BPM. But it's this it's this really hyper kind of fruity um, halftime track that goes So I just slowed it down but then doubled up the drums. So it's, a, it's more of a down tempo track, which has been kind of my vibe lately. What BPM is this? 103, 105, something like that. Yeah, for like a house track, that's yeah, yeah. real slow. Yeah. What do you even call that? Just down tempo house? Yeah, I just call it down tempo. Okay. Yeah. I have a kind of like a broader question. Like, how, how do you feel about house? Because I feel like house, especially in pop music, has made a major comeback. Like the Dua Lipa songs and what else? I don't know. I just feel like a lot of pop musicians are making house tracks. How, how do you feel about that? I feel like um, I feel like more, quote, EDM and more electronic stuff is kind of coming into the pop realm across the board Mm. as far as house specifically goes i feel like house is super important Mm -hmm. excuse me to the uh to like the 
electronic music lexicon per se Mm -hmm. um it is you know one of the oldest genres you know yeah it's like disco then it became like house yeah with the start of you know with the with the you know we're here in chicago the birthplace of house with frankie knuckles and uh his his counterparts here in the mid to late 80s um but like Mm -hmm. i would say along this along the vein of pop music where uh the proverb is people love a chorus people love something that they can sing over and over and over again yeah um in electronic music whether it be house or dub or anything like that all people want is that is something that they can bob to something they can dance to something they can jump to something that's something that's like easy to follow and consumable (laughs) so this uh this clap remix that i made with um ellipsis shouts out ellipsis um original tunes by blake scourin love blake shouts out blake i got my first hate comment my first like unironic hate comment oh i've gotten other like ironic hate comments from like friends and people i know like i hate this <laughs> fuck shush he sucks really yeah like like as like as jokes but then i this 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 fucking clap remix which i'm really proud of i feel like jake and i really yeah, did I, something with it yeah we got our first unironic hate comment from noobster one noobster one if you're uh, if you're listening to this tweet at me publicly so that i can uh we can have a a, a civil conversation about this let's fight about this shit because <laughs> because fight right now. no his comment and i'm gonna close quote it as closely as i can all caps does not sound good in stereo comma fucking dickhead wow <laughs> passion <laughs> sounds like, and, like an inside job and uh <laughs> and jake and jake ellipsis goes uh he's the first to get to it and he goes oh man <laughs> and i go uh i did asterisk and i i correct him dickheads plural because uh, we yeah yeah because yeah, we were both on the track so you know noobster one if you're out there um i'm praying for you buddy hope your day gets better <laughs> Dude probably likes like Steve Aoki and shit. Hell yeah. He's probably like listening to like EDM bangers 2018 and he's like, oh, what's this? Who to follow? It's like, I hate this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a sad person. I didn't get a cake (laughs) thrown in my face. (laughs) I'm not about it. All right. um, I I did have a question. Um, Sure. Since since we were talking about genres a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, what genre, if you were to put yourself... If you were to pigeonhole yourself, what would you say is like your genre? Maybe just like right now, maybe in the past. I don't know. I feel like so when I feel like when I first got into things, I was really trying to like ride the trap wave because mm, that's yeah. that was simultaneously like what people enjoyed as well as what people what 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 I felt would be easiest to break into. Mm. um but as shit went on like my tastes just became so diverse that like you know it it, it got to the point where i was just like you know fuck genres man yeah i gotta you know i gotta pay my own way to shit um but if i absolutely had to pigeon my whole pigeonhole myself into something it would definitely be like more down tempo stuff definitely like the mid tempo that like that weird DJ's no man's land between right. 80 and uh, 80 and 90 BPM that could like 135 also, that could also be like 160 to 135 is so weird yeah. one one that could also be like 160 to 180 um, just like that weird halftime place where um, people can really bob that's that that's been the wave I've been riding lately um, mm. but I've also been making um, stuff that's on the complete other side of the spectrum from that so uh to to answer your question um none of the above okay it was kind (laughs) of you know a prodding probing question yeah no for sure i would i'm sure that none of us would classify ourselves in a genre like yeah i'm definitely like a glitch witch house actually Uh, (laughs) like what like like okay cool but what the fuck does that mean (laughs) I just don't think it's yeah. important, but I am always curious what like the artist would say about their sure. own music. Yeah, so like t- 
to me like i'm gonna get really weird and heady with this Please, so nice. like genres are your mood mm. people always talking about mood people post a picture of like a toilet with a crack in it and it's like oh mood like they're like <laughs> yeah or like or like post a picture of their cat and the cat is like licking the floor it's like oh such a mood yeah look at my yeah. fucking cat this is a big mood that's colossal mood lo-fi mm. hip-hop beats so like <laughs> that that i feel like is the is like the genre people people look at something that already exists and like they want to be like that's me yeah i am that we are the same whereas like everyone's talking about a mood but no one's talking about how they feel hmm. this Not is mean. pretty heady yeah i understand I mean? what you're so saying. like the feel of something how something feels to you as an artist or maybe even how something feels to you as a consumer of art when you look at a painting when you're listening to a song that's the feeling so to me the feel is a way is way more important than the mood mm. of the song yeah because that's like subjectively like yeah what you're feeling like the mood you could put like a, a label on more so right so it's less about like what genre is that song it's more about like what emotion is yeah. that song and like that's half the appeal of meme culture today totally. is that like <laughs> is people people look at something you're like oh yeah relatable content am i right yeah um and like so and people people are so focused on the meme and not what they're feeling and how that can be interpreted and synthesized yeah how do you feel about like what rap is right now i feel like there are so many people oh yeah okay Whew. okay hard left turn here okay <laughs> which is totally fine um there are so many people just turning the rap game on its head right now and in a good way in an absolutely good way okay and they're getting zero credit mm. not not credit uh credit's the wrong word recognition Okay. They're not getting, in in my shitty opinion, half the exposure they deserve. I feel like a lot of people in the main spotlight right now are in the main spotlight because they're creating something that's very like easy to consume and basic. Migos, yeah. prime example. Mm -hmm. um, Lil Pump. <laughs> Lil Pump, another great example. It's just like, it's very, it's 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 very watered down. It's easy to consume, you know. Yeah, which is weird because yeah. like a little bit ago, I feel like it would have been more jarring. I like, I'm curious though, because there's also like the whole like sad boy rap scene where it's like we do Xanax and like, but we're also like 19. Like, and it's peep. like, I'm, I'm like worried. I'm like not even that much older than these kids. And I'm like, fuck, man, I wasn't even doing that shit. I don't know. I just. So, yeah. <sighs> I feel like so I'm glad you brought that up because um, I feel like the f the fundamental problem with that scene is th it's essentially like glorifying clinical depression, mm. which is fucked up. You don't think it's like helping in like a recognition uh, way? In a, it, as far as like as far as recognition and maybe even awareness to some extent, absolutely. Okay. But none of these songs are about getting help. Oh, yeah. Yeah. no, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, like we are this, like, let's be it like, yeah. to the maximum. Like, <laughs> welcome, yeah. welcome to this bottomless abyss of pills and, and bad things. And this is where we live. And this is where we stay by choice. Cause we're cool. You should be cool too. It's like, no one's talking about like, man, I had this really like cathartic come to god moment and i was just like i should go to therapy <laughs> no one's right it's not cool yeah. to talk about therapy no though no one's right <laughs> yeah, exactly because it's not cool no one's writing about mm. that so i feel like that's the fundamental problem with that scene right now and also like if you did like hear a rapper like rapping about like going to therapy and like drinking o'doul's instead of like alcohol <laughs> and shit like, yeah, yeah. you probably like wouldn't listen to that i mean honestly i i would like be like Oh, this is corny. Yeah, like, I'm not really. Into They'd that. have to go down like some uh, little dicky type rapping. Yeah, it's like a, definitely a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I'm, yeah, that's valid. 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of other podcasts that talk about what the fuck is happening with like kids and depression and anxiety, but yeah, I think a lot of that is also like like kind of like a marketing scheme, like the whole like sad boy rap, like doing Xanax and shit, like when these kids are listening to this music and taking those drugs, they're just getting more into the music and more into the drugs. Like they're becoming like perfect customers and they're like being molded that way. So like a lot of them are really young. Like some people Super start taking young. pills and shit like 14. Some were prescribed that shit by their parents that are like fucking clueless. Yeah. They grow up into that and then suddenly they're cool. So it's crazy. Yeah, all <laughs> the great America. circle of Merck. <laughs> we were just talking about rap. Um, this is a tune from um, uh, that I made with my friend uh, Endo. It's a it's called What Are We. Um, Endo is uh, Korean. He he was born and raised here in the Chicago area. Um, he's actually a friend of mine from university. Um, but he is a super talented writer and weaves in and out of Korean and English in all of his music. Woke me up, told me to get out of the bed. You said your man's is coming, thought he was your ex Took your phone and looked through all your texts Took your hands on me, got a shit on like a yeah Uri saiga mora mare Ola suro ke manane Uri saiga mora mare Ola suro ke manane Fall asleep, bitter taste in my mouth. Cheat to a yeaser. Woke me up, told me to get out of the bed. You said your man's is coming, thought he was your ex. Took your phone and looked through all your texts. Took your phone and looked through all your texts. Unexpected. I didn't know that you did any of that kind of work. Huge shouts out to Endo. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I really enjoy working with um, with vocalists. Um, what working with Endo especially has taught me, um, I have two other tracks out with him. There's a track called IRL, especially, that I'd like you guys to listen to. Um, but I feel like Endo and really any other vocalist or lyricist that you might enjoy who is performing in another language i feel like it's an excellent study in just the 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 sheer pleasure and the the value that you get out of um someone's voice as a musical instrument even when you don't understand anything they're saying but he listens to k-pop and the and the reason he's gotten into the making the music that he's making is because of his k-pop influences even other American K-pop fans who don't know a hundred percent of yeah. what they're saying in the music, it's still, you know, there's something innately about the the rhythm of the voice as a musical instrument that's enjoyable. Oh yeah, which is it, I, it's it's a it's a linguistic phenomenon that's fascinating to me. It's why Gangnam Style blew the fuck up. <laughs> What artists like were you listening to when you like started producing? Like, what got you like, what like music got you like thinking like, oh, I want to fucking try that. Like, I'm always like curious about that. When I first started out, it was definitely um, what was I listening to? Um, my big ones. Um, I know it's a meme, but Porter Robinson. Word big love big love to daddy porter um although I, I will admit though can't can't get behind uh the virtual self stuff too much no? I, def I definitely like it for what it is and okay. i did i did end up going to the tour um but it was yeah i don't know not for me okay it was fine it, it sounds like ddr music to me it absolutely fucking is but yeah. I love the DDR. I, I think at one point Porter came out in a in an interview and was like very openly like, "Yeah, I'm, I, this was 
pretty deeply influenced by like the hard dance music in ddr oh yeah and so yeah absolutely anyway Hmm. love porter um i remember listening to spitfire and being like this is the best thing ever (laughs) my Um, balls haven't dropped yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) um everyone i you gotta give love to um daft punk of course for sure um that was the first like that was the first time i was like "Ooh, i like house music Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. was listening to uh homework Mm -hmm. like 1997 something like that um uh one uh, uh, one deep cut that i li- i was listening to relatively early in my life that was a pretty early influence for me that um i feel like not a lot of people are talking about anymore because they've gone a uh uh pretty different route from where they started um as with any development of any respectable artist is ratatat oh weird yeah oh, so i was listening to a lot of early ratatat um classics a self-titled album those were big influences for me starting out as well yeah. i feel like their um i feel like their music is uh are very excellent uh, exhibitions of um just like loop based stuff that isn't that like isn't stuck in eight bar hell you know you're making mm-hmm. an eight bar loop and it gets stuck in eight bar i call it eight bar hell mm-hmm. where it, it it's like this I mean, it's more purgatory than hell. Like, it's this eight-bar purgatory, and, you know, you have a really fucking cool loop, but it's not a fucking song. It's just 20 seconds over and over and over again. It's really cool, but it's not a song. I feel like Ratatat was very important for me to kind of unpack that you can still make a song out of loops, and, like, that that eight-bar place is a really good place to start, but... um, go somewhere different with it i feel like uh ratatat especially early ratatat used a lot of like very cool um organic sounds in their stuff totally um almost every guitars yeah the guitars almost everything that they were using were either analog synths or guitars which i respect the fuck out of yeah that's a deep cut i I love ratatat as well and i honestly i was just like whoa i forgot about them next time next i'm telling you next time you're stuck in a hole just go back and listen to the self-titled album front to back i can just hear that like that sound that ratatat that's it that's there we go hell yeah i love love ratatat yeah yeah not I'm, dubstep <laughs> yeah, yeah for me it was dubstep <laughs> for a lot yeah, of people it's dubstep. And i and i do i do remember um my first time listening to rusco my first time listening to uh skrillium <laughs> skrillium skrillium fancy son um no uh but like <clears throat> at least early early on for me that wasn't that wasn't something i feel like a lot of a lot of kids at that point who were like oh i want to make this they were like I'm going to be Skrillex. Yeah, I, I was at ne- never at any point like Skrillex was like untouchable for me. Like I was I, never at any point was I was I like I'm I that's that's what I want to be. Skrillex was like definitely an inspiration for me at some point, but not not like a, a cathartic. I can do this like Ratatat was for right. me personally. Nice, mm. sweet. Was it because? of the like what the fuck is going on with this music i don't understand the technical aspect or just like i'm not super into that it was definitely i was super into it so it definitely wasn't that it was definitely on the technical end it was definitely very much like i enjoy this but i have no idea what the fuck is going on um yeah i have a ways to go before i even understand how to do this and Mm -hmm. um maybe innately 17 18 year old me knew that like at the point where i i would know it well enough i would know how to do all that stuff well enough that you know the wave would be on to to uh another shore you know isn't that kind of how it always is though where you're just like i mean i guess now as producers like we probably have enough years under our belt that Mm -hmm. you hear something you're like i could probably figure that out yeah and like listening listening to for me personally and this is not to knock skrillex or anything of the like but like i can still go back and listen to ratatat yeah i can't really listen to that first skrillex ep anymore (laughs) that's what i'm saying but it was sick at the time it was was yeah it it was it was definitely super important to 
to me and a lot of other people, but like I can still go back and listen to classics. What do you feel like's the new wave? Like what's hot? What's going to be hot in 2019? Uh, I feel like um, I so I can't I can't say that it's going that it's going to be hot, but like something that's definitely been popping up more on my radar personally is for some reason producers figuring out that they can sing and then singing on their own tracks mm, nice. <laughs> yeah um so uh like uh uh valentine another one of my closest friends in the music world shouts out valentine uh spent the longest time just producing yeah just making tracks um and just recently has she started been like like sprinkling vocals into things um and uh this uh she had an album come out uh this past year it was released like one track at a time and it finished releasing this past november um there are a little bit of her vocals in there but she's working on this new ep she's really been hyping up this new ep that's apparently like front to back all her own vocals which is really fucking cool nice. mm. um but i feel like uh i feel like that's that's just something that's become more of a thing okay. I, I, I wouldn't call that it's not like, like a sound i wouldn't though. call that i wouldn't call that like a trend or a sound or anything like that but that's just yeah. something that's been happening more and more okay yeah um and if if it's not if it's not them like figuring out that they can sing it's like them figuring out like how to process their voice um mm, with in a way with auto-tune mm. or even like just like simple raps mm. stuff like that yeah, um, yeah as far as like a like sound goes um i mean you don't have to give it i'm just yeah I'm just, for sure there might not i don't i guess if i knew i'd probably just be like oh i'm gonna start making that and exploring that i mean I don't, yeah. yeah i'm just i'm trying to think um i feel like distortion yeah just just straight clipping Pure distortion. <laughs> yeah just like <laughs> <laughs> like that's and everyone's like what the fuck yeah 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 <laughs> like whoa yeah clipping um clicks <laughs> no so uh yeah i feel like just like di like distorted weird sounds are gonna go somewhere and i feel like when people hear when people hear the word distortion or like think of what comes to mind immediately when when distortion comes up is like very harsh stuff yeah i think of rock music <laughs> yeah yeah like guitar amps like that's yeah. you know like that's what people think of but i feel like um and someone who's uh who has a really just has this sound by the balls right now william crooks mm. who has an shouts out willie he has an excellent grip on using distortion but in a tasteful way to where it's still like kind of soft and feelsy it's a very um niche thing to shoot at yeah it's a very small very far away target but if you can hit it okay keep your eyes out for distortion yeah for sure <laughs> How do you control that distortion? Is it like limiting? Is it like 
really just to taste um a lot of uh, a lot of times that is limiting um but a lot of times it's really it's really just adjusting it to taste a lot of times like going ham on the distortion doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be super fucking loud yeah. you know um you can really just like crank the distortion into oblivion and then just like turn it down so it's back mm-hmm. to zero You should release that, man. I want you to I'm release it. It's on deck. It's on deck. Okay. Nice. How many yeah. do you don't, do you have on deck? Like how many what's like your game plan? Um so uh I'm always working on always collaborating on stuff with other people. Mm. Endo Mohawk Johnson, shouts out Harry HXRY. Um always working on stuff with him as well. Um so there's a lot of collaborations on yeah. deck. Nice. Uh in the outbox. Um, trying to finish up some solo stuff. I'm always making like weird DJ edits like these. Reset is uh, a company that I'm spearheading here in the wonderful city of Chicago um, with some friends of mine, including Jake Ellipsis. And the mission statement that we're trying to put forward with reset is kind of threefold one putting forward a super anti not only non-toxic but like anti-toxic environment for people to enjoy rising electronic and hip-hop music in the city um i feel like a lot of the music culture in the city especially at electronic music events hip-hop events is very toxic particularly to um women trans people uh it's just it it really fucking sucks the the things that i the 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 stories that i hear about people getting groped at shows and and garbage like that is something that i want to make a a very a very forward and intentional point to uh not only not only avoid but actively stop so that that's one thing that i want to put forward with reset the second thing naturally um coming along with you know nurturing a good environment is putting on awesome local music there's so much untapped local talent in this city that is really only relegated to diy shows and house shows and things like that i love i love diy shit i love um i love the house party scene here in chicago i've gone to a lot of dope stuff shouts out pile of teeth um and uh shouts out shithole two awesome diy shows uh, that are uh, popping off, continue to pop off, long live both of those projects. Um, but I really want to give like an official stage, a, a real venue to um, those uh, underground and local acts here in, here in the city that don't see a real stage too often um, and give them, give them the recognition and the audience that they deserve. Uh, the third thing that I'm trying to do with Reset is bring in rising national acts who haven't played in chicago yet this is where i kind of want to pull a page out of the playbook of like brownies and lemonades earlier days in that i want to be the first person uh not the not the first person per se um, but i want reset to be the first platform to have these artists in chicago you know because there are so many dope artists out there um uh our first show is going to be william crooks um who's from the east coast um, and he's never played in Chicago before. What? That's and he's, crazy. And he's fucking awesome. Willie is the truth. And, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, and we're, we're super stoked to have him out here in Chicago for our first show and his first time playing out here. Um, so yeah, look out for reset. Um, you can find us on Facebook at reset presents and everything else at reset underscore presents Twitter, Instagram, um and uh and we got a soundcloud we we, (laughs) i actually put up a soundcloud just to put up like dumb ads um we got a dumb ad up there for willie i saw that and he's like he's like what up soundcloud you stupid motherfuckers and he's like he's just like cussing people out it's super funny but we have a soundcloud too if you want to follow and be the first to know about shows when they go up 
I can't say much about uh, any of the shows we got in in the future. Um, I do have a date for you. Uh, March twenty second is going to be our second show. We actually got Kale on there. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, look out for Palpa on that lineup. But um, yeah, can't say much about any headliners in the future. But find the William uh, William Crooks show with Knapsack and Harry on February fifteenth. All right. Well, this leads us to my wrap up question, which is. What was the first concert you've ever been to? The first concert I have ever been to was in summer of 2006. Um, Throwback. Yeah, yeah. I, went, uh, I went to see Rush with my dad. No. Oh, a dad concert. It was a fucking dad concert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was dope, though. Um, like, I, I, was, I was very much raised on, like, all kinds of 80s music um so that was that was a, a truly spiritual experience for me cool yeah. and then also i have a follow-up question what was the most impactful concert you've ever been to like uh, the most special porter robinson world's tour september 2014 aragon ballroom right here in chicago i went that's, to that i was there that's beautiful and it was like crazy visuals like yeah game everything was like a video game it was uh, it was also the first con- uh, first concert i ever went to here in chicago oh yeah because you're not a local boy i'm not <laughs> get that no i'm just yeah, kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all right well cool man that was a that was a hefty pod right there mm-hmm. um any shout outs you want to make before we sign off here yeah, I, I, I tried very purposefully to sprinkle my shout outs throughout yeah. um but yeah i about i think i think i got everybody uh please apologies if if i went over something that kind of involves you and you know me um and i didn't mention your name i'm sorry yeah just like just shamelessly comment like at me next time and i'll talk about you somewhere i don't know for sure Kale, any uh, <laughs> finishing thoughts? This is the first time again that we've done three people. I'm holding. We're sharing a <laughs> mic right now, and we're real close. <laughs> uh, I, I was a lot of fun, dude. I'm honored to be co-hosting for the first time and having you. So of course, it's awesome. no, yeah. <laughs> that, and thank you so much for having me. I don't don't get to do this stuff very often, so yeah. Of course, it's kind of yeah an anomaly, but it's fun to talk to other music producers. Of course, definitely. Alrighty. You guys, I don't have a sign off, but like you guys Peace stay out. good. Producer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Producer. Producer.